0: Party?
1: Yep. All right. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rap Report podcast. We are in the dog days of summer. Not much news going on, but we got a great episode. We are the. This is the time when the ideas. We let the ideas cook, as always. Joined by Josh and Jason.
2: Hello. Hello.
3: Let's get her going. I like no low energy, just because it's the dog days. Still, still things to talk about. Still some fun things to throw out there.
1: Jason, vacation's over. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm still in vacation this guy's got a mode 10. though. um to kick to kick it off just a little around the league i mean there wasn't much going on a few goalies signed today shesterkin signed for i don't even know how much he signed five and change yep uh samsonov signed one year two mil uh carter hart signed for three years on top of that not much discussion needed there really They're, they're kind of
3: the same contract as you see like per year progression right like these are guys in similar portions of their career like they're not UFA eligible yet. They're on their second contract. Samsonov did the one-year bridge, right? So he's got okay. one year, two mil. Carter Hart did three years at th- I think it was just three point nine. It was mm-hmm. just under four. And then Yurkin did four years, which brought bought some UFA years for him. Yeah, because he's older. 5. He's a ninety-six, right 98 yeah.
1: and, uh, a ninety-eight. and Samsonov's a ninety-seven. So
3: it's like kind of it's cool to compare them. I would say those three goals are almost that similar. Not, I don't want to say levels. I think Shosturkin's a little better, but like Carter Hart was really good two years ago. It's very similar types of goalies. In the right? bubble, he was very good. Exactly. So these are like young guys, definitely still on the come up. Different types of contracts. We'll see how each of those play out for their teams. I think a lot of people were surprised that Shosturkin got that much. Like, look at his numbers, and watch him play. You're not like that's he's really, really you
1: good. He's KHL numbers on top of that too. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a great sample size, but yeah, everywhere he's played, he's been awesome. Like, how are you not going to give him that money? He's I, gonna go back yep. to the KHL then, for
3: sure. And then Carter Hart, people are like, he was terrible this year, which he was. He was probably the worst goalie in the league this year.
1: Him and Elliot were very bad. Yeah. But
3: then again, maybe you got him at a discount, right? Yeah. For for three for that term at three point nine when you know last the year defense people were, didn't help. People sure. were thinking be... And was the defense be, is not
1: going to help this coming year either. No, it's
3: uh, maybe. A, yeah, you're right. Honestly, they didn't get much better. But Ryan Ellis maybe helps a little bit. Wrist line and not great, but yeah. It's kind of more added, of the didn't same.
1: Didn't they add Keith Yandel and there was one other yeah. offensive defenseman they added? You're right. More of the Nandel same. Yandel and Ristolainen. Riss- but Riss-Line, hopefully
3: yeah. the team's better. Again, maybe that ends up being a discount. If they get lucky there, right? Who knows? But Who it's knows? still an RFA deal. It's I don't a know. Very good goalie, but he's a very good goalie. It's not a massive discount, yeah. but at least they didn't have to give him like you know, a eight year eight six year. mil thing, right?
1: Exactly. Like Gibson. Gibson had to. Gibson got paid after mm-hmm. right pretty yeah. early. And then uh, I looked at the backup as Martin Jones. They didn't give him much help behind them either, I so know. it's uh, they
3: really want him to be the guy clearly. And so. then Samsonov, like, kind of just still, you know, didn't have a great year. Only kind of hurt, right? Only played. I Not hurt. It was COVID yeah, and then that's actual injuries, yeah. and then they were. They I were don't, He didn't play that much, but they know he's the goalie of the future. It's just you know a contract to get to the next year, and they're going to keep probably bridge. They'll probably bridge him again next year too. But probably. That, that's yeah. how I look at those. Just interesting thing to bring up because they're all. I don't want to say. Very similar, but kind of in the same area of their career, Col- only a couple of years under their belt and getting paid. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Um, I did want to bring up also, uh, Darnell Nurse. Mm. I said um right before this, and I was analyzing the last episode. I was like, I say I'm um, too much, so <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I'm on the um clock here. <sighs> However, Darnell Nurse caked by the Edmonton Oilers absolutely caked this guy will not have to work another day in his life after this one what did you guys think about that 9.25 million dollar contract over eight seasons that they handed darnell nurse
2: it's it's the theme of the summer it seems like i swear we've had more eight-year deals and these long-term deals handed out than any year i can remember especially to To like defensemen. defensemen. yeah it's been particular um Darnell Nurse is a good player, right? We, we can both, we can all he's agree decent. that he's, yeah, he's and like, good. I think, I think he's better than Seth Jones, but, um,
3: yeah, I agree. I
0: agree.
2: What he, Darnell Nurse's issue for me, though, is that he's contributes heavily offensively, but how much is that because he plays with Leon Dreisaitl and, uh, Connor McDavid, right? He's not the best offensively. Um, yeah, he got, he got paid, and and this makes me scared for Morgan Riley, honestly. Uh, or not the for, for the least trying to keep Morgan Riley if they do. But when you look at that, the
1: offensive but. numbers, I mean, the three years before this one: twenty six points in eighty two games, forty one in eighty two, and then thirty three and seventy one, playing twenty two, twenty three, fifty, and twenty three, twenty seven. Like those aren't outstanding offensive numbers. There, I mean, this year apparently, like there was a shooting shooting percentage increase Mm -hmm. from 2.9 to 10.4. It's a mass 16 goals up from five. He had 15 combined in the two seasons before this one. So the shooting percentage bump does help him a lot there. These on ice shooting percentage went up way up. He played a lot more with McDavid on the ice there. But my question was, I said all those stats and then my thought left me for some reason. Damn it. Are you (laughs) asking
3: if they're paying him based off of spike year? Is that uh, the idea?
1: It was pay based. On, I, I think so. Yeah, like I, like, I, I that's think. A lot. The, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's
3: yeah. here's the other. Oh, thing. Oh, that's that, what it was.
1: Oilers fans did say so. There was a shooting percentage bump. However, Oilers fans did say his breakout passes were better this year. His anticipation, oh, I believe, was a little I, bit better.
3: I, I have no issue with Darnell Nurse offensively. I think he's one of the better offensive defensemen in the NHL.
1: Wow, I do the NHL.
3: Yeah, he's he's really good, but. When I say one of the better, I don't mean upper echelon, he's but I think the, he's up there. Close, he's like yeah. ten, top 25%. Top, yeah. Oh, for sure. for No doubt. Like I was going to say top 10 in the league offensively. I think he's really good. Top 10% or top Well, you, 10 you have to top 10 like. Percentile. No, top 10 offensive defense. Because here's why. I'm going to throw this out to you. He doesn't play the power play. Don't forget that. Tyson Berry runs the power play. It's right?
1: seven power play points this year. Okay. So, so that's another thing to that puts think about. So I'm just talking
3: points. about when I talk about offensive defense, I don't mean these power play second assists. I mean kind of what I talked about with Morgan Riley, less about the power play. I'm just talking about five on five, how you move the puck up the ice into the offensive zone. I think Darnell Nurse is really, really good at that. The problem is I think the mistake comes with him is perceiving his physicality to mean that he's a good defensive defenseman. Because he's not there yet unfortunately and that's almost you know that's never really been his game is like shut down d he's a he throws the body but then he likes to get the puck up the ice quickly right i almost think of it like early career dion funuf is the player i would almost comp wow. him to before he fell off a cliff though Yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm talking first couple years in calgary really yeah. physical pretty good shot he's never scored like he did this year but he's always had a a cannon of a of a slap shot going back to like don mills sue greyhounds like he could always score the worry for me again is how these like how he is defensively he could improve but when you pay a guy that much money in my opinion as a defenseman he has to be either like the best offensive defenseman in the league which is kale mccarr right who got that money but even that kale mccarr i think is better defensively than darnell nurse maybe that's not a widely agreed upon take but I think it is. Like, okay, That makes sense. I'm I just agree. saying. Um, so if you're not that, you have to not be like bad defensively. And I think Darnell Nurse is really good offensively. Not great. I will say really good, but he's not good defensively. Yeah. I like his physicality. He's, he's a all like he's a great kid. I don't, wanna, I don't know if I want to call him a kid, but like stand up guy. Age. I know. <laughs> stand up guy, like strong presence in the room. He's the type of guy you want to re sign, really. Yeah. It's a lot of money though, no doubt.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, the other thing, there's the um count, but the other thing with Darnell Nurse, I mean, we saw guys like Adam Larson and Jamie Alexiak hone that defensive craft at an older age, at that 28 year old age. So, like in a couple of years, kind of thing. However, like 9.25 is a lot of money, and I don't think the Oilers are going to be playing him to be a defensive defense You're right. Defenseman. That's the They're other not going to put him in that right. situation. They're going to put him more offensively. So maybe they don't he's want not him to be, be able to, but then you're, you're sacrificing that defense right. and it becomes, can he put up that much offense where it makes the contract worth it? Uh, I don't quite think he's there. And interesting. You mentioned Dion Phaneuf uh, because Jay Fresh actually put out his player card for Dion Phaneuf when he was with Calgary, he was, I I have it on the Instagram a story there. He, he was a monster. In a monster offensively, not great defensively again. I mean, I think he it's, was he at just, 94th percentile in war, 93 percentile even strength offense, 10% for even strength defense. And then when he got to the Leafs, his offense fell off and his defense got even worse. <laughs> so it's like it is possible he gets better and learns defense more. However, it's just entirely possible he stays the same. And yeah. then... If he stays the same, is that contract worth it? Is Darnell Nurse really worth nine and a quarter?
3: No, and it's a shame because the way they used him, I like you that you pointed that out, is they used him very much you know, as kind of, I don't want to say a fourth forward, but they used him a lot with Connor McDavid, right? And, you know, kind of to have a super line of four guys when he, McDavid's on the ice, the three forwards, and Nurse that can really move the puck off the ice. And he was really good in that role. Like, he's really good at moving the puck off the ice with Connor McDavid. Again, for, for the first thing that comes to your mind is how much of that is McDavid. I don't know. Probably a good amount. But the second thing is, like, he's still a very valuable player. The problem is now he's going to – it's the same as Hyman. He's going to be – the same as Mitch Martin, same as all these guys. They're going to be attached to the number. And there's almost no way for Darnell Nurse to live up to $9.25 million per year, unfortunately. Like, I think he's an amazing player, too. I really do. I think when I look at comparables, I, I I'm – if I was Edmonton, I would have tried to hold out for more of an Aaron Eckblad contract. Aaron Ekblad was seven point five. When when did he sign that? I know game? it was a couple years ago, but that's in that range, which maybe it's closer to eight, right?
1: Maybe at that cap hit percentage. Kind something of thing.
3: something along those lines, because I think they're kind of similar. I think Ekblad's actually become a lot better, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I don't know. It just seems like like a lot. And then now the question becomes why do you need Tyson Berry if you gave Nurse nine point two five? Just put Nurse on the first power play. And I only knew they used. Sometimes they fiddle with the two and defense have thing. But and they had Duncan Keith. I know, so it's like, it's just a, I, 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 It's a hard time, really understanding what Ken Holland's plan is. It's almost like we're it gonna throw happen. money on the board while I still have this job to try to keep Connor happy. But whoever comes here, who has to a keep McDavid and site I'll resign. Pull Yarvey eventually, re-sign Yamamoto, like figure out the goaltending situation. <laughs> There's only nine mil of cap for these guys for next year. They only have 15 guys signed. They don't have a goalie. They haven't signed a couple RFAs. It's already not looking good next year.
1: I mean, with Ken Holland, like the decisions that he's made, like everyone praises, oh, he won cups in Detroit. But right after the salary cap was implemented, I mean, he had Datsuk and Zetterberg on the come up on cheap contracts. Johan Ferrat. The, the team was already kind of in place. He added some pieces here and there that were good. Like, he won a Stanley Cup in the Cap era, huge thing to do. However, it seemed as the time went on, he got a little bit wasteful, and as a result, the the Wings never made it over the hump, and they ended up fizzling. And they they rebuilt, and in my opinion, too late. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm trying to look it up. They signed, the fly they signed too many
3: bad free agents to try to, like, stay relevant. Oh,
1: they did. Right after, so Datsuk left. So this was the, the series of events. Datsuk left. That was the 2016 draft. What they had to do was trade down to Arizona's spot. They traded Arizona, their pick, plus Pavel Datsuk so that they could clear some cap space. Who did Arizona select?
3: Is that Chikrin?
1: Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Who did Detroit select? Dennis Chalowski, who they just lost to Seattle, the who they did not protect. That's a hurtful one there. You're right. On top of that, they then went out and signed Johan uh, Franz Nielsen, who never lived up to his contract. They gave Justin Abdukato way too much money there. They gave Darren Hellman an insane amount of money. Uh, and then on top, like Mike Green kind of worked out for them. He was okay. Uh, and then... Try. I'm drawing a blank on some other ones. Some free. Some. Well,
3: he also deadline. gave Stephen Weiss a massive con. This was before, but he was giving Stephen Weiss like. And he four- lasted two years, five he, years, five point two
1: five, I believe, something like that. And, and then there was the deadline waste. Eric Cole played like six games or whatever. They gave up a lot for him. Matthias Yanmark, the Wings had him. They traded him. Some guy Backman who never ended up anything. A second round pick who ended up to be Rupe Hintz wow. to Dallas for Eric Cole and a third-round pick, who the third-round pick ended up being nothing. And then they had one more, and I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank on it, but there was one other one. They you traded get, a first yeah. for a guy who wasn't very good, yeah. and then, yeah, you lose your first-round pick there. But that's what led to there was a prolonged period of just like, no, just hang on. We'll make the playoffs, make some noise from there. And it was like, didn't work out and now you have this prolonged rebuild. Yeah, it's, it's going all right. So it's, it's not
3: a Senators or Rangers rebuild where it's kind of flipped pretty quickly. This Red, Red Wings one feels like it's being drawn out a little longer out of necessity. Leafs, the Leafs
1: could have drawn out theirs a little bit yeah. longer, tried mm-hmm. to keep Kessel healthy, signed some guys, made some trades, whatever. But then it was like, okay, like these guys, there was at one point where Kessel, Bozak, and I think JVR just didn't want to be there anymore, and you could tell on the ice. They just sucked and didn't care right after they were, it was the, the year that they did the road to the the winter classic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They won the winter classic game. But then after that, if you look at it, I think they were in eighth place after that. No, bueno. they ended up drafting Nylander. Was the wings,
2: was the wings trade you were talking about where they gave away the first round pick that Steve Downey, Kyle Quincy one. No, they, I don't know. They gave a first-round pick in a three-way Well, they, trade. Had
1: to, they, ended, they lost out on Ryan Suter. They lost out on some free agents. They lost out on Babcock. They lost out on Stamkos. Mm-hmm. They lost out on Ryan Suter. And they ended up having to give Kyle Quincy way too much money. Yeah. And that, they, the, 4. Pick, 5 the pick they gave 18. away for
2: Quincy was Andre Vasilevsky. Wow.
1: <laughs> that was, it wasn't even That's that lo- one. It yeah. was a forward that ended... He played for Ottawa and he played for Nashville, I think. Was it Paul Gostad? Robert. But... Anyways, like, Ken Holland's track record's not yeah, looking not, too yeah. sexy kind of thing. You can but, see why Detroit wanted him out.
3: But you could see, now he's just throwing everything at the wall this year. Yeah. Like who cares about our cap next year, the year after? But it's he's like, just,
1: you, like, you're throwing everything at the wall, but it's like... Not even like, good. It's like trying to throw a 100-pound rock at the wall and trying to break the wall. If the rock's not going to get there. Yeah. Find something better. Find right. a ten pound rock and put it through the wall.
3: How much easier would it have been to just let's offer, you know not what?
1: not trade for Duncan
3: How Keith? about this? We're gonna go full out, but instead of doing what we did, let's just give Dougie Hamilton ten million. Yeah. Let's just give Landis Cog nine million. Yeah. That's it.
1: Adam Larson even. <laughs> like
3: it's just a weird mix of players. We'll see what happens. I still think their forward their group is pretty good. Their, their D is very D poor, sucks. but I still think they'll be carried. But they'll be very similar to what Winnipeg was this year. I think.
1: Like they gave Cody Cece how much? Oh my
3: gosh! Their D cores. Like he played special. one
1: decent year in a reduced role, and you gave him that much money. <laughs> <It's crazy>. like, <laughs> like, I don't know. He was
2: just coming off a bad contract two years ago, and now they just resigned him to another. It was exactly. Crazy. Exactly. Remember, we were shocked Cody C.C. made $4 million and now he's just making it again.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy makes four? Like, he and hit the net. Exactly.
2: Greatest shot of all time.
1: Oh, yeah. The missed the net. Was, and was and he was missed hilarious. the net by a mile. <laughs> that one was so good. That's a legendary shot. And then the same game was the Kasperi Kapanen. Kasperi Kapanen. Oh, what a series of events. What a time that time. Oh. beginning of that August was. But. Anywho, moving on. So we had uh, we had some listener. We're gonna get to the listener questions, and then we got a draft. Mm. We got a little draft going. A Little interesting
3: g- concept for you guys.
1: Yeah, we're gonna be drafting. We'll get into it. Actually, you know what? Just give. A can I tip it? One. It's gonna Go be.
3: Ahead. We're gonna be drafting our all underrated teams. So we're gonna g- get three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie, and we're gonna try to draft underrated NHL players. So
2: Seattle. No, okay. It's just It's up to your interpretation of yeah. what
3: that means. doesn't mean you get to draft Connor McDavid. For, that's what it means. But pick guys who you think are underrated, underappreciated, don't get enough respect, and see whose team people like the most. That's the idea.
1: We'll allow some responses to trickle in later. Um, so first, we're going to get into the listener questions. Uh, we, we have gotten some uh, – I just saw one of the underrated ones shut up but anyways so melissa we asked the question what are, what is it what do people want to hear on this episode we can keep it general because yeah not, not, ho- not much hockey going on right now yep. khl preseason is like going on right now that's crazy ivan yeah. holinka just ended i didn't get a chance to watch it it's during the day but we got some suggestions about what to talk about we're going to get into this one first uh julian cesario owner of jc55 fitness which leaf would you want to run into at Boots for a beer other than Austo the Goat? I think I'm going to go first on this one, William Nylander. That guy just looks so cool. <laughs>
3: I was going to say Jack Campbell because he just brings the vibes 24-7. Yeah,
1: He wouldn't uh, be drinking beer. He'd be drinking milk. Whatever. He's just going to bring
3: <laughs> the vibes, though.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. He'd be, happy to, he ha- he'd be happier to meet you.
3: The other one would be Wayne Simmons. That He would yeah. also bring the vibes. Oh, so. yeah. That's uh weird. I'm gonna
2: uh, th- this one okay. I'm gonna go with two because the first one doesn't count. Joe Thornton, I'd love him. Yeah, that would I'd have been to, my pick. If he'd be shirtless too. You <laughs> just know it. And then the second one would be uh, Jake Muzzin, just because he seems like a good time to seems good cool time guy. to drink with. Yeah,
1: we got a lot of cool guys. Maybe
2: Travis Dermott too. He seems like a fun guy. Honestly, he seems like
3: a squid. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding.
1: um Ilya Mikheyev would be an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would he
2: be wearing wrist guards while he drinks?
1: No, just protect them. I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't funny.
2: That was a bad joke. Sorry.
1: Um. I don't know. I guess my last one, Nick Richie. He's kind of he's a fun guy. I yeah, know yeah. from whatever.
3: He also has been to boots. So
1: yeah, I, ra- I, I, like, I ran into his brother one year. Uh, I know he's been, but I ran into his brother there and talked to him. Yeah.
2: Who would be the least interesting person to run into? Like maybe the least fun person to run into, John Tavares? Maybe like yeah, probably. I feel like he's he like he just he just be. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be and like never a, go there. 100 David Kompf. <laughs> <laughs> so can you not tip my first pick in the underrated yeah. draft, please?
1: yeah okay <laughs> <In our laughs> instance, just because i wouldn't be able to, to say it like, wouldn't be the look of the eye i've made fun of this guy so much online but uh the next one we got here nick nick we a frequent uh frequenter of the show what is the standard slash expectations for the lease this year and how does it compare to last year
3: way higher by like a million this is i agree. this is it if they don't show significant playoff improvement, and I'm not going to put like an anecdotal number on that, win one round, two, three, four, I think the goal is to win the Stanley Cup. And if they fall as short of that goal as they have the last couple of years, either the GM is going to be fired or a major player is going to be traded. That's it.
1: 100%. Last year, you had COVID to, as the excuse. This year, there's no excuse. The, the pressure is like it's an, Extremely
2: insanely ramped up. For sure. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. And who do you think goes? What? Do you, who do you think falls first, Kyle Dubis or coach first? Coach first, a hundred percent.
1: Coach always goes Be- first before the player. Before a player gets traded, yeah, or for sure. Okay. Well, coach. Well, you have already done that, right? They'll like, fire the, the coach idea. if they lose five games in a row. The other <laughs> thing is, it,
3: I also think the GM was gonna prob- would probably go before a player, in my opinion. Like four a big, the big four, so, yeah, I think so. because so, I think it would be appealing, this job to any GM that you would want to hire, because of how good the players are, right? Like, that's think, think about so, it like that. I have I have a quote to bring up from uh, this is
2: back from 2015 when uh, Shanahan was put into place as the yeah. or the Shanahan plan yep. became became a thing. Um, so he said, the challenge here in Toronto is not to come up with the plan, or is not to come up with the plan. The challenge in Toronto is to stick to it. The truth of the matter is it takes as long as it takes. Whether people have the patience for that or not, in my opinion, you don't deviate from the vision. So yeah, but, what, c- but I'm, just, coach I'm just or the GM
3: doesn't have to be part yes, of that vision. Yes, that's true. Right? That's I'm just, point. I'm just. Exactly. So. Yeah,
1: I, I don't It, it think has to be like they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. You have to be saying that during yeah. the playoffs. Th- that doesn't
3: mean if they don't win, you clean house. But that's yes. the expectation. A hundred
1: percent. Like they have to be in contention at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it can't be win one round and then get swept the yeah, next. For like sure. It for has sure. to be, you have to be competitive and like yeah. roaring towards the Stanley Cup. It's a good question because, like, I have that same question what's for Colorado, though, too. What's the bar yeah. for
3: Colorado? Because Colorado is yeah. kind of in the same boat as What's the Toronto, bar for Edmonton? Right? They,
1: they win one more round yes, than us exactly. every year, yeah. but it's the same thing. Exactly. Like, well, only
3: the last two years before that, they didn't get out of the first yeah, round. That's true. What's the bar for Edmonton?
1: It's high as
3: well. It's hot, yeah, like it's a, a lot of, lot of the best player in the league. The three best players in the league don't even don't do nothing in, in terms of going to the conference finals or the Stanley Cup nothing. finals. So we'll see what happens.
1: That's interesting. I mean, like yeah, ESPN must be kicking my bold
3: prediction. I'll, I'll tip it thr- all three of those teams will make the conference finals. Ooh. Wow, that's that's, that's three or four just riding a high shooting percentage with those forwards.
1: Edmonton wow
3: at least two of those four wow. okay there you go <laughs> they're praying they're <laughs> praying to the
2: PDO gods for that one probably. exactly
1: so exactly uh Andreas Tassios real estate asks frequent another frequenter of the show which former least from the past 15 years at their prime would be the be- the perfect addition to this twenty one twenty two squad examples Thomas Caberly Joffrey Lupul, Brian McCabe Phil Kessel
3: you will, I want to say Phil Kessel for fun, but uh, so let's not include Matt Sundin. How about that? I yeah, think everyone would. Just yeah, say because he
1: was. I was watching some highlights of him. There was one play. He came from behind the net, and he just bodied everyone in his way, and put it shelf like yeah. short side shelf. That, was, that guy was a. And then he was scoring from far out as well. The guy was just a bear that could skate. He's a. He was a man amongst boys. So we're leaving out. We're leaving out him. He's too obvious, I think.
3: Um, I have my answer. It's go crazy. for it. Nazem Kadri? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. That's a really nice one.
3: What about... Oh, that's a Ale- good one. Alex McGilney? That's... He's oh, a good yeah. player. He would be road out of town like the <laughs> skill guys now. Like,
2: Jeff O'Neill, interesting one. Jeff O'Neill, <laughs> <laughs> I think Darcy Tucker would Darcy be a <laughs> nice
1: Tucker's one. Darcy Tucker, some one. finishing yeah. ability on the power play, yeah. some grit, and a little bit of spit. I would love McGillney, by the way. I'm just saying. Yeah. McGillney's awesome. He was a fantastic. I also player. think
3: you bring in Cabralay, you ship up Morgan Riley for whatever, and he just goes right into that spot. and He'd be a monster. I
1: mean, Cabralay in the 1D system though, would that? like could work. Yeah, hundred percent. He had an underrated shot. He
3: just never used it. it didn't matter. He was such a good passer. He
1: was. He was a very good passer, and he's skilled.
3: Him and McKay both, again, when they were here, massively underappreciated. Seems yeah, like a 100%. common trend from Leafs players.
1: Yeah. Somehow you don't know what you yeah. got until it's gone.
2: Yeah. Somehow I feel like Matt Sundin, even though how appreciated it was, I didn't like. He was once, not even once, close. At once the start. you saw that,
3: once I saw that at Jay Fresh, I was like, oh, he was not. Like, no, but was, also when he came here, it. I don't want to get into this. People hated whole thing. him. It's a reverse of what's happening now. All the old heads now who say. Marner sucks in the playoffs. Matthew sucks in the playoffs. We're saying that about Sundin when they traded Wendell Clark for him. But Sundin ended up, you know, Being working kind out. Of, yeah, yeah. Like Sundin was like their Marner or Matthews. You know what yeah. I mean? I remember the That's year crazy. out,
1: the, the season after the lockout, up until the Olympics break, people were like, Sundin sucks. And it's like, trade him. It's like, oh, but what are you going to get for this guy? Like, and then he went on a tear after that. And everyone forgot about it, obviously. But that guy was a beast. But it, it's it's true. I mean people are very short sighted, very uh very short memory as I've well. What have you done stu- for me lately? The stuff you know? I've
3: seen on Twitter lately has been like even worse. It's too. been really it's been bad.
1: Worse. I saw one tweet, I don't even I'm not pulling it up because I muted the guy afterwards. It was like all answers could be resolved by trading Marner and one of the points he made was the offense will always be there or something like that. It's like, no, that doesn't when you trade a ninety point player, the offense is not always going to be there. Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. That was a dumb take. But uh, went through. Depends on
3: who the flavor of the year is to get traded.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Last year, all the articles were Nylander. Now, this year, they can't because he he played well recently, played better than everyone else recently in a
3: seven game sample. Seven games. That's all that matters. Seven (laughs) games. That's it. That's true. That's all that matters.
1: Perf was revered as a god to some people because of the seven game sample size. Four points on Carey Price, but that's okay. Uh, Dave pelagi had a good answer, a uh, good question. He's a Leafs, he's a Sens fan. So this question, all of this stuff he's saying makes no, I think his brother has his phone, but uh, he said, Nick Ritchie, where do you see him fitting in? And can you see him being a solid contributor on the score sheet? Or will he just bring that grind game? Hashtag grind game.
2: Yeah. Contributor on the score sheet. That's why you bring 100%. him in. He, like, and the goal score, hopefully. Like
1: That finishing ability is going to shine. Yeah,
2: through. We bang the drum all year. Finishing, finishing, finishing. Our bottom six even though he's probably he, he, he'll likely play in the top 6 are supplemental guys to the where big 4 where do you see him, which line um i honestly I, I i'm curious to see him play with andre cash cuz he like they looked really good together and they where played do you together see him, though? probably second line second line to start out the year
1: neander Tavares? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, I think that would make the most sense. The only thing I want to add is like we keep saying he's a good finisher. His career shooting percentage is nine point five percent. I think he's more of like a shot output guy. Like he gets he gets pucks on net, perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is why maybe he's better suited on a third line that in the past has yeah. struggled to produce offense. Yeah, even just getting getting pucks on net and scoring chances, even if they don't necessarily
1: like McKayev and Kerfoot.
3: Yeah, I think that's probably a They're better a skaters good than he is. That could, but be I also fair. think he'd be really good on the second line. Yeah. I
1: think they'll for sure start him out on the second yeah. line. Uh, that's probably what intrigued them that's probably what they told the agent yeah you're gonna be top six kind of thing first power play so that's where I think we'll see him start out on that Nylander-Taveras line I wouldn't be surprised put him on the third line get a little change of flavor there but I just really don't I don't want to see Sheldon Keith be as rigid with his lines and his ma- his lines. Defensively and offensively, as he was last year. I'd like to see a little bit of change when things aren't working. Whip like,
2: out the Vitamix, get the
3: blender going, exactly. and get it
1: when things aren't working. Like, but yeah. the problem is
3: not? in the regular season, it was never not working.
1: Yeah, that's for the Leafs
3: for the for like their forward lines. When they like, lost six in a row, they jumbled the ball. Bo- okay, they lost six in a row and they ran away with the division. Every team in the league yeah. has a bad losing streak. Like, they I like I think jumbled the bottom six. Yeah, but like the way like they they like your top line scored better than almost every other top line in the league. Like, yeah. That's why they didn't jumble it, you know? In the playoffs it didn't come through. But I'm just saying in the regular season, there's no reason to. What what about power play? Where does he
2: where is he f fin- is he p- signing up PP one? What do you guys think? I don't think? think
3: so. No. Who's your power
1: play one. Well are you
3: doing a stacked power play or a split power play?
1: Uh do both. Oh
3: well, a stack power play you have four forwards and Morgan Riley, right? So how yeah. how how sp- go ahead, sorry. A split power play would be Marner, Matthews, yeah. Ritchie, and someone else. But I think they should do a stack power yeah. play. Mm-hmm.
2: What if they just do, like Florida did it a couple of times this year, just a 5-4 power
1: play? Yeah, I play.
3: think they should do that. Because Riley obviously is I think
1: that'll pique some people's interest. Yeah. They some should some ha- more interest.
3: teams are doing that. Florida just, did legitimately yeah. did that. Yeah. they did. Yeah. did. Yeah. They stick it Marner Bar- on the point. Barkov no, the point. No, stick Nylander on the, on the point. point. Sure.
1: Was it Barkov that ran the power play? I,
3: I don't remember. It might no, have been Kudrov. Sure. I can't sure. I, remember. They, they I don't like know which five. Forwards again, were, it was very fluid when they yeah. had five forwards, yeah. right?
1: Sam Bennett fit fit in well yeah.
3: there. I think Richie would be a good net front presence, though he doesn't have the oh, yeah. finesse of a JVR per se, or like he doesn't you know, have those quick hands. Or Tavares, right? when he's been in front of the net, I think Tavares should just be in front permanently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I would play. There. And I would play the power play through the bottom of the ice with yeah. Mitch Marner and William Nylander instead of through the top through Morgan Rielly.
1: You don't have a very heavy shot that you can. Yeah.
3: Yeah. we'll get we'll get into that in training camp. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. But yeah, exactly. I think
3: second or third line left wing is pretty much guaranteed for Nick Ritchie. No chance he plays on that first no, line. No either. chance. It's too slow. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I think you need to bring the foot the speed, speed there. The I think
3: they like bunting there for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, I'm gonna cough. <laughs> um. Carson Bunker had a good question. Thoughts on the Pavel Gogolev signing. Scouch went into this very well as well. Why not? It's a decent waiver. He has shown that he is good at something, and that is scoring goals. His offensive output is fantastic. Again, the skating looks kind of awkward. He is kind of awkward out there. He's boxy, as you've said. He's boxy as hell out there. But he showed enough in a small sample size, and he showed a lot in junior where it's like, this guy is worth taking a waiver on, right? The junior output was kind of like, okay, he's, he's up and down and up and down. Like, when he's not scoring, what the heck is he doing? And you know what? He showed that he can score in the AHL. So I, I guess that was enough for them to give him that entry-level contract. I didn't think, personally, Mar- Mason Marchment was quite ready when they gave him an entry-level contract. That worked out pretty well for an AHL, a two-way AHL guy when they first signed him out of the OHL. I don't even think he was a point a game. to Playing six games and then being flipped. In a trade, right? Not a bad signing there. And, I mean, it's a decent waiver. Why not? Like, Justin Holt was a waiver for them at one point. How did that one work out? Yep. Not bad. Uh, Byron Fraze was a waiver at one point. We got, I think, half a season, a full season out of him as a fourth-line center. Why not? If they've shown something in the AHL, stick with it. Give them what they want to keep them around. And it's cheap. It's not going to cost them much, really. it's a roster spot essentially so it's it's not bad i I mean it's it's decent it's It's a it's
2: a small thing where the Leafs kind of do have an edge out where they can kind of throw money at these guys and give them a little bit higher ahl salary than more teams will and and
1: yeah so no so that's more so like signing a guy like kenny agostino i think okay this is a roster spot it's an entry level it's a contract it's one of the
3: i think it's 50 contracts you get yeah Yeah.
1: exactly that's where it takes up a spot kind of thing. That's so it's, where it's is like... Is he worth the spot? The spot, essentially. Yeah. The entry-level contract is not... That's that's the max that they... Oh, you got ELC. Okay, okay. I understand. That they can that. sign him at, right? But giving a guy like Kenny Agostino or giving a guy like... I don't know. Almost like uh, someone that's going to be a one-way player but will play in the AHL exclusively. That's where the Leafs have the advantage. Sam
3: Gagne back in the day? Uh,
1: they got him on loan. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, that was a loan. And they just—they it's just—I uh, think Cal O'Reilly was another one where like rich teams just get these loaned players because they can pay their salary, and the the poorer teams don't want to pay them because they're not—they're not playing mm-hmm. the NHL, right? Mm. Was a little tangent there, but good question. It's not bad. It's not bad. Sufficient. And he let's see what he can do over a full season. You know. Um. All right. I think draft time. It's draft time. All right. Most underrated players. Three right. forwards. We're not doing center, left wing, no, right three wing. Three forwards. Three forwards, two defensemen, one goalie. Right? Yep. Got to be a little bit. Can't draw it out too much, but well, I do we'll want to read out. Um, we got a couple. Do you want to read them
3: out after so it doesn't like influence anyone see if any of them are doubled up or do you want to read them out before There's let's read them out after yeah
1: we did re- put this up on the instagram story who is currently the most underrated play in the nhl we got some, some we got some good ones
3: we'll see if we replicate them we got, I'll, I'll read out the joke ones all okay. right
1: um got two from the brothers that the twins that uh, that that's an interesting one i'll read out at the end uh the joke ones we got mcdavid for sure good one adam uh, Mark Patero said David Kampf. And, <laughs> he stole and, my joke. <laughs> and Marco Kokari said Mark Marenson. I like it. Hey. I like all but that. we got some other good ones in there. All right, sure. who
2: wants to pick first? So I'll let you pick. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna randomize the list yeah, right go now. Go do it right now, quick. Yep. And the list we have is Joe. You're first. I'm second. Josh, you're third. Good. Let's go. And well, just let's see let, let's, what the vibe was. Let, let's quickly just go over that underrated is. Some of you people, might, some of you listeners out there might think they are rated. This is who we feel is underrated, whether that be by their team or by the general public. public or, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. they're stars and we think they should be all stars, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Something like that. Not not just all bottom six guys. Basically, yeah, so correct. The yeah. tier they're in, they should be regarded maybe a tier above. Yes. But it's up to your interpretation. Let's yes. go. Exactly. All the pressure's on. Joe is.
1: Everyone's going to. The one that I've heard for the past like ten years that I'm just nixing. I'm not going to include in my list. That all is Can Barkov. Get, yeah, Barkov's not he's underrated. He's thrown out. He's not underrated. He's a sulky. Everyone winner. thinks he's a top he's, 10 now in the he's now rated. He's now rated. He's now rated. Correct. But I want to go with maybe a teammate of his that I've seen on some Team Canada list, but I think is pretty underrated. Jonathan Huberdeau is in the for sure top fifteen player in the league. You heard his name? No, because he plays behind Barkov, and he plays in so he plays in Florida there, right? I wanted to throw out some numbers, but um, uh, honestly, can nice I talk about account. him a bit? Go ahead.
3: He's a fantastic passer. He's a fantastic passer. Great vision. He fits in perfectly, pretty much wherever they've put him his whole career. Now with Barkov, he's good. He he's played well with Vincent Trocek in the past. He is a spectacular he's vision. A chameleon. He but he is a lot like. Ready? Mitch Marner, the, in terms of the way they play hockey, right? Huberto's a little taller, but they're this very similar. Mitch Marner's much more responsible defensively. I would say that's the difference. But Jonathan Huberto is an absolute offensive wizard, great with the puck, great vision, great passer. And I agree, Joe. I think that is a spectacular pick as an underrated player.
1: Like People think he's good. Like don't get me wrong he is a very good player. I'm saying he's underrated because he could be in the conversation top 12
3: in the league absolutely a thousand percent. Yeah. absolutely. I think I think also this is the la- like as you say he's going to be on team Canada this will be the last like summer you'll consider yes. him underrated. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Also exactly. I think another thing contributes to it is like highly drafted players when they kind of take a little longer to put up the big numbers mm-hmm. that might be a trend that gets thrown in here but become a little underrated right? Because it was only a, when was it 3 years ago he really Shot up like, to like point a game, right?
1: Yeah, I think he he won the Calder Trophy if I'm not mistaken. He did, and then he took a deep dive the next year. Saw a little sophomore slump, and then the year after that, I don't think was great. But took a couple of years, but he got there. I mean, this year he finished ninth in primary assists at five on five. Yeah, right? he's
3: a, he's a monster passer. I'm and telling like, you, he sets. His, yeah, the number like of points a, he put incredible. up, I
1: believe, was in top fifteen as well. Like,
3: also a power play part. weapon as well. His yeah. whole career, like
1: exactly, exactly, like. This guy put up great production, I believe both ends of the ice. I think, like he's a, it should be in the cop, t- conversation top fifteen. One of the best wingers the in the league for sure. One of the best wingers in the league. Exactly. I like that. That's where I, I'm going high level to start.
3: All right, Jason. I'm
2: gonna keep the high level trend going, and I honestly like I I, I put the preface out there before we started just because I had this guy on my list. I think he's underrated. Some of you people may think he's rated, but I think this guy is gonna. be, Going to be considered one of the greatest players at his position of our generation, and he sh- he should be right now. I, I think he will be a, a long time from now. Um, a lot of people like to talk about Andre Vasilevsky when they talk about the best goalie of this generation, and I think a very close second to him is Connor Halabuck. And I don't think anyone in the NHL or in in the Twitter sphere or or I don't think many people give him the credence of being the second best goalie of this generation. Uh, that's my pick, Connor Halabuck. I think he's rated, yeah. but I think he's still underrated for what he's been able to do. So he's played the most. He's played the. Let me pull up the stats. Sorry. Uh, While you pull up. Can I just
3: make one point? The the point that I agree with is he didn't get enough credit for helping Winnipeg this year because their defense was was terrible.
1: I feel like this year he was very underrated because his numbers weren't overly sexy. However, if you look at the his numbers versus the expected goals, oh, he was great. It was incredible. He propped up their defense. He was. They. Cons- Winnipeg was considered a oh, great playoff team. They were the worst they defensive team. They though. were awful. They had to go. They were so bad defensively. That their GM had to go out and replace all of their defensemen. Yeah. That's usually not a good sign of no. a defensive team. No. They are they're a Connor Hellebuck team this year. However, I'm going to criticize that point. He won the Vesna last year. I, I mean, know. I I know. I but feel like this is more of a this year thing. This, was he underrated this year? A hundred percent. Is he over underrated over his career? I mean. I'd I'd like to hear pe- other people's lists, but I'd have him number two over the past four three years or so. So
2: since he's entered the league, like taking away his rookie season, he's played the most games, has, has faced the most shots. He has eight hundred eight eight thousand eight. Sorry, I eight, believe he's led the league in saves three years in yes, a row. Yes, and his save percentage is still nine seventeen, which is yeah. a, a lot. Like Andre Vasilevsky is a nine twenty one, but you also have to consider the team playing in front of him. I think if you put Connor Halibuck in Vasilevsky's like. In Zvaselevsky situation, he'll put up similar numbers to Vasilevsky. I'm not saying he's going to be better, but okay, fair. you put you're putting up like you're putting a, him a, in a, a. Looking at the, the metrics, like like you just said about the def- the defensive win effect, they are bottom five team in expected goals against in the league, and they're no, the reason why they're not the bottom five in goals against the league is because of Connor Halabak. So that's that's my quick little. Maybe maybe some people wouldn't consider underrated, but the way I see people talk about him, I think he's extreme. I think he's underrated.
3: All right. I I like it.
1: It's a good one.
3: I I got one off the top. I don't know. Maybe people will disagree. I'll give you the simple answer. My number one pick is Jake Muzzin. Here's why. Nobody treats him like a number one defenseman. He has been a number one defenseman for almost a decade now. He didn't necessarily get that you know, uh, I don't know, credence or respect because he played behind Drew Dowdy. And again, in Toronto, he technically plays behind Morgan Riley. But we've seen when M- Jake Muzzin is out of the lineup, the Leafs' ability to play defense overall is vastly, vastly weaker. And there's nothing else to say. He is, in my opinion, the most not important non-Austin Matthews skater on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Does he make Team Canada? So that's the other thing. I saw somebody on Twitter put him on Team Canada and everyone freaked out. Oh, you're only overrating him because he's a Leaf. I think that opinion makes him underrated because he's absolutely good enough to be on Team Canada. Will he? No, because I think they'll favor younger guys with maybe a little more speed. But in terms of the current NHL game, underrated defenseman, Jake Muzzin is a number one defenseman in the NHL right now. I I don't know how you could argue against that if either A, you look at his numbers... Or B, you've watched Toronto Maple Leafs hockey the last two and a half seasons. He is a monster, and he deserves the credit. That is a number one defenseman.
1: I think it was funny. Someone was like, "He'll never make Team Canada." And someone, uh, and then the response was, "Someone posted a picture of him on Team Canada yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the World Cup team." It was like he was very good in that yeah. role
3: as well. Um, so any, but any, I agree.
1: I mean, when you look uh, at the numbers, he props up all of his teammates. Everyone he plays every single with, one. not just Justin Hall, better. everyone defensively and offensively. I mean, we saw him in a playoff game. When, the like, game five, we needed some goals. We got two from Jake Muzzin. Like, he's not a goal scorer, I'm saying, but, like, he's not offensively handy. He's a very good defensive player, very good shutdown defenseman, but he also can put up some decent offensive production there. So just a two-way monster. It's not. He's not going to put up just eye-popping box score points. However, he's going to play the heaviest minutes. He's going to play the toughest minutes, and he's going to be responsible at both ends of the ice, which is why I love Jake Muzzin. I agree. Yeah.
2: And he, he even on top of that, he like he logs so many minutes, even strength and shorthanded. He does all the dirty work for you. Yep. Right, and he's so ama- he's amazing in that role as well. He's strong shorthanded defense, strong like one of the ninety first percentile defensively for uh, an evolving Wilds model. So he's he's. A, a, very high end defensive player, and with a lot of offensive player, I feel like people underrate his offensive ability because he's so good defensively. But I, I was snapping the whole time you were saying Jake Muzzin because he was yeah. he was on my list. I, I love that one. That was that was a good pick.
1: I feel like it's because he's very strong at both ends. Yes, that like like a guy like John Carlson. He's gonna put up eye popping offensive numbers. Where it's like, why isn't John Carlson one of the best in the league? Well, his defensively he sucks. Yeah, right. Jake Muzzin—it's kind of like a even level of e- defense and offense, and he's very good at both, and even the penalty kill as well. So it's like that's where what makes him that top tier defenseman. So,
3: completely agree.
1: Three interesting picks. Anything right. else you wanted to add about Muzzin?
3: Nope, he's a stud. I got my wraparound pick now.
1: All uh, right, three interesting picks. I feel like we all picked. Very good Good players players that should be considered Mm all-star players. I'm
3: going to go one one step further. I think this player is one of the best offensive weapons in the entire league. He's also one of the best goal scorers in the entire league, and I do not believe he gets that respect. And that player is Alex DeBrinket. Alex DeBrinket is legitimately one of the top five goal scorers in the NHL. This year, he scored 32 goals in 52 games. Last year, he had a very outlier-like down year. He only scored 18 goals. The year before that, he scored 41 goals. This is a legitimate 40-goal scorer in the NHL. And I think because he plays with Patrick Kane, people think maybe Kane props him up, but I don't think that's the case. I'm sure Kane helps him a lot because Kane's a great passer, but you still got to put the puck in the net. And this guy, from junior on, has always done one thing, and that is put the puck in the back of the net. So... I remember I used to comp him back in the day. He could score like Phil Kessel, right? Maybe not the most responsible defensively, not the biggest guy, but man, could he score? He's better than Phil Kessel was. That's how good he is. This guy is a stud. And so I currently
1: don't, he's better than what Phil Kessel was in his prime with Toronto.
3: I think so. Correct? Yeah, and, and he's only so.
2: twenty-three years old. Let's just get that
3: out I really there. As well. I really do. I really do. He, he already has a forty-one goal season. He scored thirty-two and fifty-two yeah, this never year. Never scored forty. Like he—that's what I mean. Nobody understands because Chicago's kind of been down, and I'm not saying he's an all-around player. That line defensively is not good. No, they're terrible. Him and Kane together, not good. But in terms of pure goal scoring, which matters, this guy is an absolute stud. I don't know if anybody is even aware of it. I don't know if he's ever made an All-Star game, like, but he is an absolute monster. He is my
2: fantasy steal every year. Uh, he's almost like a kind of like. People love Leon Dreisidel and they 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 say he's fantastic offensively, but his downside is defense. Like they're they're almost similar. Like they're like Dreisaitl's a bit better. He's a bit better on the power play, but even strength, some models credit Debrinkat for for more offensive output than Leon Dreisidel. So
3: he's th- the biggest thing he can do. Like you said, puck goes and he puts the puck in the net, makes that red light go off. And he's always been disrespected. Yeah. How this guy was not a first round pick. I don't want to hear the size thing. He. Always scored, and then they about said injuries. it was because of so McDavid. Dumb. Then McDavid left, and he still scored. And they said it was because of Dylan Strom. Looking back, who do you think helped each other more there? Debrinket <laughs> helping Strom or Strom helping Debrinket makes you think, but he's a monster. Right? So that's my guy.
2: Wow, oh, I love that's that.
3: That was a great one.
2: Another guy on my list. So that's two people you've taken on my list so far. So good. Um, hmm,
1: you got anything.
2: Yes, I do. I just don't know who to, who to go with next. Um, let's go with, let's go with this guy. Um, his name, he, so he, he's the, he's the less, uh, so his partner just got paid big out in Colorado and he's getting a lot of, a lot, a lot of love and a lot of attention. And I think he's a, 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 a part of the reason why not part of the reason he's they're both very good players, but one guy is stealing the spotlight more, Cal McCarr, than his partner, Devin Taves. Um, Devin Taves, just a year ago, was traded for two second-round picks. If we're going to talk about disrespect, this is a guy who should be traded for a first-round pick plus. He's fan- fantastic two-way player, great offensive play driver, was great for New York. Uh, and, and it just seems he's doesn't, he doesn't get as much love as some other defensemen from New York and, and from Colorado.
3: Yeah, I think that's a very popular... Here's the thing. He's a popular underrated Yeah, that's... Pick, but he's still underrated. Yeah. yeah. He was under massively underrated last summer. And this summer he got an increased role and he was amazing and he's still underrated. I think it's not a stretch to say he's one of the top 10 to 20 defensemen in the league. I think that's pretty fair. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I just do think he got a little more shine this year. I'm only going to... Que- I'm not going to question the pick. I like the pick. I'm going to question how underrated he is because he fair. was 11th in Norris Trophy voting this year. Really? I didn't know it's that. It's not crazy high. He didn't get any first place votes, but he's still up there. But I agree. I think that's a good pick. Joe?
1: I've got an interesting one. I mean, I've got a couple. I know you're you're going to pick the one of them. No, I don't, I don't But think you I'm know. I'm going to go with the one I don't think you are. I'm going to go with David Perron. Damn, oh, he's on my list. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't think he would
3: be. He's a, he's so consistently dude, good.
1: Last 254 games he played. So from the time that Vegas picked him in the the expansion draft to this year, 254 games played, 83 goals, 230 points. This season was over a point a game, and last season had 60 points. His return to St. Louis, he's been awesome. For Vegas, he was all, we all saw 66 points in 70 games, like, and he's 32 years old. This is a guy that at one point in his career, in his young career, at the age of it seemed like his career was done like he was he was he was out for like a year and a half he was a first round pick had a few good years in a row and then 10 he only got to play 10 games in 2010 2011 and then missed the first part of the next year i think he scored his first game back or something like that but a warrior and has just been consistent offensive production i mean like who would have thought like he's almost a point a game over the last four years how many other players are are that high up? It's it's
3: incredible. <laughs> so I just looked at it. on a per game basis over the last four years. He each year he has outproduced William Nylander and Nikolai Ehlers in terms of points per game. That's yeah. Would exciting. you ever think about think that David Prawn put up David those kind of numbers? Not, no. I, not, no,
1: I don't even think some people know where he played
3: this year. I know, and he was a monster. And again,
1: awesome, <laughs> an expansion guy too, like. He was not protected at one point by St. Louis. 46 points he had that year, which is still not bad. And again,
3: underrated. Like you said, a part of that Stanley Cup run. Like, (laughs) I think I'm looking at it right now. He was fourth amongst forwards in points in that Stanley Cup run. Behind O'Reilly Schwartz and Tarasenko. Did he win the Cup the next year? No, I'm saying St. Louis, St. Louis is St. Louis. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about St. Louis. Oh, Well, okay. he went on a run with Vegas too. Yeah, he did. You're Two right. Stanley Cup runs. So I agree. That's a great pick. You Not got that. another one here. What do you think, Jason? That's solid. I like that. Yeah. I've I like got that. another one here. Oh, oh you have another yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, you have oh one on first back. guy to forget how a snake draft works. <laughs> we know that from your fantasy football skills. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I suck at that. I'm always going to pick. Whoever I pick second round is going to get injured. Let's just get real. Um, but my, my next pick, all right, that makes it easy. I'm going Adam Pellick. I think one of the best defensive defensemen in the game. Long reach. has really He was a guy that New York picked him over Devin Taves. And Adam Pellick flourished this year. Just such a main reason why they're making the conference finals. He, a good reason why it, the, the Islanders are a, a pain to play against. They're, they're a, beast, a word that starts with a B and rhymes with itch. You know, big player, like just fits into the Islanders' mold so well. That's right. Plays I was it say. to a T. I mean, I think I have another acceptable pick from the Islanders there, but I just think Adam Pellick is so underrated. And the fact that he got 5'75 and they're paying a lot of 5'75 a year over six years?
3: Seven years. Seven years. Six UFA years.
1: Six UFA years. 5'75 five, five for a, such a strong defensive defenseman like that. I mean, it's a comparable contract almost to what the Leafs gave Muzzin five and a half, I believe, over five.
0: Yeah. At it's a, very comparable. At a
1: later age. Yeah. then And Adam Pellick is, again, another fantastic defensive defensive. Maybe not as good offensively as Muzzin, but does have some offensive ability in there. We did see a nice little backhand toe going wide on, against Tampa in the playoffs. There's some offensive ability there, not a ton. But just his defensive game is incredible.
3: It's also important when you look at, like, oh, he had 14 points in 56 games. That's nothing. Well, over the full season, that's like 25, 26-ish points. And that's only even strength, right? He doesn't get those free 10 to 15 power play cookies that a lot of other defensemen get. But, Joe... That was going to be my next pick. The only reason I didn't take him in the first round is because he just got paid, so I wasn't sure if people are like, "Oh, he's not underrated. just got a big contract." I don't
1: but think, I think he should have got more.
3: Agreed, he's significantly underpaid. That is at least a seven million to seven point five million dollars, especially defense considering though. the market. Like, I, I don't know that that is a great pick for a, your team. Is looking really good.
1: There we go.
3: <laughs> okay, on to me. Um, hmm.
1: Enough of the humming and the ha. Let's go. Let's I'm gonna a go
2: with. Jacob Chitrin on Chikrin. Arizona
1: Chikrin, Chitrin. Chitrin.
2: Chitrin. Chitrin on Arizona um he's only 22 years old plays for an... off oh, is he not underrated enough
3: another top 10 Norris trophy go- vote get okay
2: that's cuz one guy gave him a first place vote if one guy's uh, acknowledge- no, if what one- if one writer acknowledges him does that mean he's underrated no you're he- right i
3: think this is definitely a small market underrated type yes that's that's the that's what I was going for here is that
2: he plays in...
1: I mean, what, he finished 10th in Norse Trophy voting? That's only because he, he got... He finished first in even strength points for a defenseman. Yeah, that does mean he's... Five on, that's on five. fair. That's a good point. He should have got way more attention this point. year. He's a guy that's on the up and up. He's a young player. He's still... 1998 22. born. Yep. Like, this was a guy that was supposed to be a top five pick in his draft. Fell for whatever reasons. I don't think people love the hip flexibility on him. There was some... Injury concerns there for God knows whatever reason. He was given a contract where people were like, I don't know, you're kind of banking on a pretty big projection there. He way outplays his contract right now. He's a fantastic even-strength offensive defenseman there. I think it's a solid pick. Top ten Norris Trophy this year, yes. However, I think it should have been top five. All
2: right. Yeah. So I I saw the daggers from your eyes. I thought I thought maybe you felt he was not as underrated. Oh, because you're
1: but, fumbling about <laughs> him, and I have so much <laughs> on him. Like he's I, a stud. He's a
3: horse. He's a horse. That's why. So why do you think they they had and two, a, oh,
1: all time ta- nice kid too? We met him at the draft.
3: Very nice kid, and also like they were praying someone would take ekman Larson's deal because like this is the guy. This, this is, is the, the our guy. number one. Like. Exactly. When people say Ekman Larson, he's a bad team. His number sucks. Jacob Chickren was on the same team <laughs> and he was one of the best players in the league. So,
1: so it's quite, a, quite interesting. I think that's a good pick. Jason. Thanks guys.
3: Anything yeah, else to add? I love it. He's good. Also <laughs> again, when you can find a defenseman who can add 18 goals in 56 games, that is extremely valuable. Um, My next pick is going to be, I, I think these guys are just straight underrated. Not like, look, Really underrated. My next guy is Tomas Hurdle from the San Jose Sharks. I, like that. I don't think that people quite realize how good this guy is. He was really good in their playoff runs. And he right now he's kind of had some trade rumors around him, which is shocking to me because this guy's a legit top six, maybe even first line center. Two plays, two ways. He's a bigger guy, not the most fleet of foot, but he has nasty hands. Remember he scored four goals and Don Cherry had that big rant on him. It's good times. <laughs> But this guy's massively underrated. He's got a 35-goal year under his belt. He hovers around, you know, 60, 70 points. And Joe he, Thornton.
1: He, he ended Marty Biron's career. He did. He did the big celebration and then the Joe Thornton interview afterwards. That was what a sequence for the Sharks there.
3: He did. So I, I just really think he, nobody talks about this guy. Like, nasty hands, good shot, really responsible defensively, an absolute face-off monster. this year, 58 or 54% last year. Like this guy's an all around centerman that nobody really talks about
1: over the last three seasons. I believe I have it at 153 points in 175 games, 0.874, not playing on a very good sharks team there. So like, and I mean, pretty
3: much no power play output if you look. Yeah, a lot of Yeah, seventy
1: four points topped out at. Uh, his contract right now goes up until next year, and then I believe he's a free agent.
3: Five point six two five. And I mean, I
1: don't. With the the Sharks' salary cap structure, I don't think they're going to be
3: looking to re-sign Bring him. Bring this guy to the Leafs. Oh my God, he'd be. A That'd monster. be a huge target at the deadline right there. Yeah. So, so that's that. I think he's under. I also think people don't realize he's a center because he played a lot of wing to start his career. He's a legit centerman. Like I see a lot of people Like nobody ever talks about him as some of the better two-way centermen. He had a sophomore
1: slump, like kind of like went 20, had a hot start to his NHL career, obviously four goals in one game. Then 31, 82, 46 and 81, 22 and 49, 46 and 79. But then the last three seasons has really popped off. Like hockey's a, a game where it's not like football or basketball where you know how to run your whole life kind of thing. Like there's so many different little aspects where if you can tweak a guy, Hey, like maybe open up your hips this way and shoot it this way. Like just little tweaks here and there can make such a difference. And you maybe, I mean, they come into the league so young, you need to build up that man strength kind of to maybe get a little bit more zip on the puck. Maybe get a little bit better positioning. You learn there's so many different little things where it's like a guy like Thomas Hurdle who went first round, Later in his career, like, he didn't pop off right away, but later on, he's popping off.
3: So there's actually another guy who I think is the souped-up version of him. I'm not going to pick him because I don't think he's underrated anymore, but he'll be in the honorable mentions. But my next pick, I think people are starting to come around to this guy. He had a monster year, little injury riddled, but Rupe Hintz from the Dallas Stars. Injury riddled. Rupe Hintz. Is going to be one of the premier power forwards in the 100%. NHL. This guy has size, he has speed, and he's not afraid to get to the net. Go, put, go, you just YouTube Rupe hints highlights. You'll see a big guy that can skate that's not he's afraid to go to the net. Who's in
1: Dallas. How many highlights? Who's putting out no highlights? I'm ahead? just saying. I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's <laughs> out
3: there. Not talked about a lot. Again, he was a little. In, he, he he had a weird year. He almost had like a load management year because he didn't have. A, prolonged absences but he'd play like three games out of four in a week yeah. and then th- two of four the next week then three of four the next week it was a weird year but yeah. man th- get this guy healthy and he is an absolute how much monster. Do you,
1: what do you think his measurements are like how I tall he is
3: I, I, was, no, I was I shocked by it i like, was shocked he's by six it. two or six three he's, yeah. he's six three gets yeah. his weight he's i don't think I, he's I, that high ha- 205
1: Two twenties with prospects. I thought he's, he was a
3: no, six he was big. one one nine mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the
1: injury issues. Yeah. I didn't realize I had him in fantasy, so I know what you mean oh, by yeah. the injury issues. Like he he was killing me there, but when he was playing, he was over a point a game this year. Forty three points yeah. in forty one games. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He so.
3: he is a I don't think a lot of people talk about him, which is fair. Again, who watched I Dallas get, this year? I get Dallas it. Dallas had, had a lot people. of injury issues. Yeah. COVID there. too.
1: COVID issues. Tyler Sagan didn't play. Ben Bishop didn't play at all this year. They had to get Ottinger in there, who actually looks like he had better numbers than The, the other
3: thing I just quickly want to add about Rupe Hints. he is a power play stud. Yes, he's a horse on the power play. That's I it.
1: mean, watch out for Dallas next year. You 100%. Get, you get Tyler 100%. Sagan back to 100% there. You get Radulov back, who only played 11 games. Rupe Hints getting a few more games in there as well. Pavelski hopefully doesn't drop off there. Jason Robertson. Look great. Was, he looked great. Is awesome this year. I mean they have a and great
3: then, decor. Suter, Heiskanen, Esselin, Del, John Lives. I like
1: to, Ty Delandria is a pretty good player there as well. Like that could be something there potentially. I mean, they lost Jamie Alexiak. It's a pretty big loss. But they but,
3: grabbed Suter. It's not a massive downgrade. It's a long term contract. A different but for, kind of ad. Yeah. Too. But for this year, I mean, they have an all I also have an all finished D other than him, which is kind of funny. But um <laughs> yeah, I th- I think he's really underrated, so that's my I like guy. that. I
2: like that. Um, so for me, I'm gonna take uh, Sam Reinhart uh, on Buffalo. Uh, another guy who is in the boat, same boat as Chitkrin where he's underrated because of his environment. Um, he was like a, a horse last year on the power play. He was like the. If you were to find one bright spot in Buffalo, it's pretty hard to find. But the one good thing was that their their power play was pretty good. But the, and they had relative some, to the relative team to the team. Um, not really, yeah, yeah, so uh he's good he's a good responsible two way forward uh, and he's he's, am- he's like amazing on the power play, I think he was ranked like expected goals on the power play it was one of the best in the league this year on Buffalo, so yeah, he's placed top 20. power play minutes Buffalo
1: scored thirty power play goals, seventeen of them came from Reinhardt and Olafson <laughs> <laughs> makes <laughs> sense, they, yeah. Those were the only seven. two yes. good
3: players playing for them yes o- Olafson five on five sucked. Yeah, but the, he's just a goal scorer. He's like he's a Mike Coffee. He's it's a, a m- great shot. But
1: the issue is that they're having with him, he's a power play goal scorer. They're having trouble replicating that at five on five. Yeah, but that's
3: not their problem, though.
1: They have a, a lot deeper pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to piggyback off what you said there. Sam Reinhart being, I mean, I didn't like the trade for Buffalo's side for Sam yeah, Reinhart. Didn't get there. enough. Low first round pick, C level prospect, in my opinion, in Devon and Levy. Awesome for the World Juniors, but played seven games this year. And was a seventh round pick the year before. How much really can his stock skyrocket? Did he grow nine inches? Like maybe I'll eat my words on this one, but I didn't see enough. I, I don't think around the league people were revering Devin Levy as an A level prospect, which you should be getting for Sam Reinhart. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the Jafres War model, because it's goals per sixty, it doesn't have his his offense that that high when you look at it. If you look at, I think Scouts used to use it back in the day, cat percentage, I think is the one that it is, and it's your percentage of points relative to the rest of your team. His is off the charts here. I mean, oh, yeah. 40 points, the next high is 32, and then the next high is after that is 23. Like, it's decent numbers. 40 points in 54 games is not bad. And when you're playing on a tough, tough team in Buffalo like that, COVID issues in there, like you had all the – he had a book of excuses for Eric Stahl. He had a book of excuses for all these other players. But Sam Reinhart still put up decent numbers there. Yeah.
2: And ni- 19 years old, he put up 42 points and like if you look at his, his like he he's a he can score. He's put up points for Buffalo for every year that he's played for them. Forty-two points in his uh, rookie year, 47, 50, 65. And then fifty and sixty nine games and, 40 and fifty-four. so he can he can put up points and he just definitely is just isn't talked about around Over the league twenty goals in five of his six yeah. career
1: years. I remember one of them, I think it was the fifty point one of the fifty point years, he had a ton of points in the second half. Like I mean, he's a good play. <laughs> he's <like>, a <laughs> sick he job. So sick the, burp. Right
3: the thing the about line. him is <laughs> fantasy wise, you want a little tip. Like if he plays with Huberto and Barkov. You're looking 30 points, thirty goals. Sam Bennett
1: spot on the power play You're there? looking
3: 30 goals and 80 points, for sure. Like that's, I don't even totally. think that's a bold prediction, honestly. He reminds me of not the same type of player, but like a Blake Wheeler type, where Blake Wheeler, nobody ever talked about him, and you look, you're like, wow, he has 80 points this yeah, year. Yeah, he was in yeah.
1: Fartlanta for a while. It's the same
3: thing. It's like a perpetually Winnipeg. just... He's just so solid. He's not a spectacular player. He's not a great skater. He's not an overly physical guy. He doesn't have the best shot. I think he has a good shot. He doesn't have the best shot, but... It was almost. He's almost turned into the exact player they said when they when he was drafted, which was, yeah. he might he might play center, he might play wing, probably have to move to the wing, but he'd be like a solid yeah. top if six. If you're Vegas, winger.
1: like that's what you're hoping Nolan Patrick can yeah. progress into. Yeah.
3: So I like that pick. Yeah, and, and just a small thing, man. Is
2: like Florida's top six is going to be nasty. Yeah, right? Florida's scary. They're scary. Me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they're they're concerning. I mean, hopefully the back end shores up in terms of Spencer, like. You're really, really bank. How many goaltenders are of that age, though? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a big bet. Yep. Thank God they signed Bobrovsky.
2: Sorry, <laughs> if they didn't sign Bobrovsky, <laughs> like, imagine they am Add
3: team. like ten million to the they'd team, they'd be a scary then, team. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: exactly. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. My next pick. I mean, I think I. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with a different one. I don't wanna. I don't wanna use that one. I, I mentioned his name. I'm not gonna say who it was. But I'm gonna go with Tuvo Teravainen. I don't think he's talked about enough. I think an injury year this year, only six points in 11 playoff games. But when you look at his three seasons before this one, 63 and 68, 76 and 82, and 64 and 82. This is a guy that was just dumped to Carolina. Like, you don't really hear about him. Maybe Sebastian Ajo takes uh, the top marks kind of thing in Carolina, which deservingly so he should. However, Carolina is not the biggest market, so other than Sebastian Ajo, Doggy Hamilton, what were you really hearing out of there? I think Teru- Tuvo Vine is a fantastic player, maybe not my best of picks, but I, I think he's a good. He's I a agree. He doesn't player, get talked about ever. Solid production and doesn't get talked about at all, right? So that's what like just good. I looked. I looked at the numbers and I, w- I couldn't believe like he's been this good, mm-hmm. like. I haven't heard anything about him, kind of thing, right? So that's why I'm going with uh, I like that Tuvo. Saw it. Tuvo. Uh, I get this second pick again. I didn't forget about that one. I have not been keeping track. I need a. I picked all forwards. I picked uh, three forwards. It looks like right now I've tapped out on forwards. There. Damn it! I didn't get. Uh, there's a young guy in there that I really wanted to say, but delete. We'll get him an honorable mention. Yeah. Hopefully you guys don't pick him, but we'll see. My next pick. I'm going with a goalie. Okay. Not the most unheard of name, but Semyon Varlamov since he went to New York. How good has this guy been, yeah. especially in the playoffs? That's a good one. Like they play, don't get me wrong. The Islanders play a strong defensive system. They got some good defensemen in front of them. He made some saves against Boston that were unbelievable. He's still a very, very good goaltender. I mean, he won, people might forget, he won a Vesna. Did he not?
3: I did. might be thinking. Farlamov... Did he
1: win a Vesna when they had so. Patrick Waugh there that year?
3: No, he came second in Vesna
1: voting. Ah, so he should have won, in my opinion. Whatever. But since coming to New York, I mean, a 9.14 last year, which was whatever, but a 9.29 save percentage this year. Did you get a sniff? Did he even get a sniff of Vesna votes? Seven shutouts.
3: No. Yeah. I
1: didn't hear very I, much about him. You he never had a very heard anything. Good bo- he, because he did kind of play a tandem with
3: Sorokin. But then the playoffs, he yeah. took over.
1: Playoffs, he almost got benched at one point. But, but then he took over. But then he took over and was awesome. And he was as good... Like, they don't get through Boston if they don't have that solid goaltending play from him there. They took Tampa to seven games. I mean, he really held them in there. Like, there was a lot of games. They they were getting outshot in a one nothing game in Game 7 when there was three minutes left. How unheard of is that? He was making huge saves out there. So... Just a guy that, like, for the numbers he put up this year, and like when he's on, he's on. Like, you don't hear too much about You hear a lot of, oh, playoff price because he's in Canada. He's won a heart trophy. But, like, what about playoff Varlamov? Yeah. Like, he,
2: it's just as good. He definitely doesn't get the same amount of respect because of the tandem, I think. And, like, especially in voting, too. Tandem like, and, like, the defensive yeah, style. Yeah, I feel that's like. true. Yeah. And it's
1: Fart York, right? Yeah. So. That's why I'm going with Varlamov. I like that. I like that. Saw, look at some of the numbers in here in his career. 924 with Washington. One His last year there didn't play many games, so 924 is still solid. 927 with Colorado. 921 with Colorado. 920 with Colorado. And then a 929 this year. Solid goaltender. Solid, no doubt. Those are my two. You're up.
2: Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So this guy might have... Might have already had his coming out party, but uh, it was over the, the the world championship this this uh, summer. Uh, I'm gonna pick Andrew, the bread eater, Manjapani. Oh, I like that one. I so like that one. Andrew right. Manjapani, I feel like is not is is quite underrated because of uh, he plays in Calgary and he has there's a lo- there's a lot of other good forwards around him, but what he what he's able to do at least uh, analytically is he is an Listed as one of the 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 highest offensive play drivers in in the NHL, he is he is the elite of the elite at play driving uh, offensively, and I feel like he doesn't get the, enough respect because he's surrounded by Tachuk, Gaudreau, even Lindholm. Uh, who I'm, I'm missing someone else there, I guess Bennett for a bit, but he people didn't like it. But yeah, he just didn't never got the respect, and maybe it was because he played for Calgary, but he. He is an amazing player. I watched him a bit, like quite a few, quite a few games last year when when Toronto played him, and he. I just love the way he plays. I want I want Toronto to try and trade for him. He's just all around a great player. He just doesn't get any respect. He's also extremely responsible defensively. Can play power play. Can play penalty kill. He does it all. He does yeah. it all.
1: A guy that grown I mean, was not drafted in the OHL draft. Was signed by Barry afterwards. I know a guy that played uh, major midget with him. Uh, the guy that I know actually. Had more points than him that year, which is kind of funny. Um, he's not—he's an investment banker now. <laughs> Good gig. Yeah, not bad. Pays pays the bills, I suppose. <laughs> but what he was saying about Andrew Mangiapane was that you wouldn't notice him all game, and then you'd look at the score sheet and be like, "Damn, this guy had four points." <laughs> just like is just so smart, and everything around the net goes in. Like with Canada this year, the World Championship team was kind of poots without him. Like, he came to that team, they were 0-3, I think, and then he came and just, he was an energizer bunny. What, seven goals in seven games there? 11 points? That was just, like, a taste of what he can be on a top line kind of thing. He's a very, very good finisher, I think. I think you could see a team, like, throw a lot at, if Calgary's not that good this year, you could see a team throw a lot. I don't know his contract situation. Actually, I should. It's right in front of me. One more year left, and then he's an RFA, like, Calgary's not that good. I could see a team throwing a lot at them to get to pry and Japane away if they I don't have him in their major plans in the future.
3: I think we kind of wanted the Leafs to look at that, if possible. Yeah. I don't know if it was realistic. It'd be a lot though. Yeah. That's a I thing. like that pick. He's he's
2: pick.
3: underrated. Yeah, eighteen I mean, it, goals this year. He, yeah, he's he's great, and even
2: like underrated by his own coach, like not uh, Suter, but before he was last year, he only got thirteen minutes. The year before, he only got ten. And like this is a guy who should be get, it seems like he earned himself more minutes, but he's only he only played 16 minutes last year. I think he's a guy who deserves a little bit of a minute bump.
1: Yeah, yep. 13.42 a game and 32 points in 68 games with 17 points. It's pretty good. Not bad, not bad. Uh,
3: okay, I got an interesting I have two interesting names for you here. The first one I'm going to say is Jake Gensel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I had him on my list. Uh, here's why. Point. Okay, I don't have to go into a whole tangent then, but a lot of people credit his success to Sidney Crosby, which I'm not going to dispute that. I'm sure Sidney Crosby is massively helping Jake, Jake Gensel. I mean, he had a, but this is a guy who had a 40 goal year. Nobody really talks about that. Three years ago, he scored 40 goals. Last year, he had 20 goals in 39 games. This year, he had 23 goals in 56 games. Like, this guy's a legit point a game player. Another thing about him is like, we like to talk about playoff stats. He's been a monster in the playoffs for them, an absolute monster. He has 47 points in 51 career playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. 26 goals in 51 playoff games. It's a goal every other game. I mean, this guy has been a stud. And I just want to pull up just a quick, you know, quick stat for y'all. So, this year they pretty much exclusively played together. But and last and year, and Crosby? Yes. But last year, they spent about the same amount of time together and apart. And actually, before the bubble, there was a lot of Stories about, like, Crosby happy to reunite with Jake Gensel again because if you look at their numbers together, they were monstrous together. They had 60% expected goals together. Gensel without – sorry, they had a 55% expected goals playing together. Crosby without Gensel had a 48% expected goals share on the ice. Gensel without Crosby had a 60% expected goals share. So Jake Gensel was really – because, I mean, by all intents and purposes, Crosby kind of came back up a tier this season. The previous year, he was he had a little bit of an up-and-down year, little injury issues too. Jake Ensel is a massive part of that team. So I don't think he gets enough love. I think people look at him as like Crosby's sidekick, as a Chris Kunitz, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Chris Kunitz is pretty good. But I think Jake Ensel could replicate his numbers on a different team in a way that Chris Kunitz probably wouldn't have yeah. back then.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic pick. He's a guy, 176 points in his last 177 games. Came into the NHL quite hot. I remember when he got called up; they were putting him with Malkin and someone else, really good. And yeah. I was like, "Damn, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna have a day for himself." I think he had two goals.
3: Yeah, but and he never looked. Thirty-three
1: bad. points in forty games next year. Only had forty-six and eighty-two, which for I mean, for a sophomore, it's not too too bad. But after that sophomore year, a point a game guy. Yep. For three, Last three seasons, seasons in a row, are you kidding me? And then, as you mentioned, the playoff numbers. We tell, we say it all the time. I don't know if we actually say it all the time. We say it all the time off. Cam uh, off, uh, off Mike. Oh, we but say it all the time too. It's very tough to score in the playoffs, and I mean the production that you got out of him for the two for um, the Stanley Cup run, the 16-17 one, 21 points in twenty five games, not bad. Next year, twenty one and twelve, and then Crazy. after that, I mean the Pens have just been garbage. Nobody's so had like, any production, but yeah, it's been nobody's scored at all. So I mean, one what six points in his last fourteen games? I mean, is that right? No. Yeah, 14. Six points in his last 14 playoff games. But the Pens just need to figure that part out. That's brutal.
3: So you like that pick? I do. I so do. My point the last...
1: game over the last three years is just insane. Yeah.
3: So I need a defenseman and a goalie. I'm going to save the goalie to the end because you guys picked the goalie. little strategy there. I almost took a defenseman who's really good. But I'm going to take a guy who I think has been massively, massively disrespected. And there's guys who are worse than him that are getting signed as free agents to legitimate deals. That's Shane Gostisbehere. Shane Gostisbehere, over the last two years, his stock has been absolutely, like, tanked. His name's been dragged through the mud. Here's the problem with Shane Gostisbehere: Him and Alain Vigneault never saw eye to eye. So there was never a path for him to get the minutes that he had previously. Because, A, in 1718, this guy had 65 points in 78 games. That was not a fluke. He's a legitimate offensive weapon. I am not going to sit here and say he's a good defensive player. He is not. Tyson Berry is also not a good defensive player, and he's making foreign change for a couple of years in Edmonton. Shane Gostisber is a better player than Tyson Berry. I will say that quite confidently.
1: And I mean, Shane Gostisber is a guy, when I mean, you talk about underrated, like a thousand percent. Shane Goss' bear is underrated at this point, I think. He got traded, traded from, with a pick. Traded from Philly with the second-round pick in 2022 and a seventh-round pick in 2022 to the Coyotes for nothing. The, the, the Flyers said, just take him. We'll give you a second and a seventh. Just get this guy off of our books. And, I mean, you're right. He's a guy. He's a specialty defenseman. He's not the greatest defensive defenseman. When you have a specialty defenseman, I feel like, with a coach – that doesn't see eye to eye with you, oh, buddy, you're going to have a tough, tough time. And I mean...
3: Look at his numbers as soon as Dave Haxtell was out. Even the half year with... I think his name was Scott Gordon, Scorton, maybe. I don't know. The guy that they had there from that point on, and then Elaine Vigneault coming in. Oh, my God. Elaine Vigneault, he's not... Shane Gosper is just not Alain Vigneault's type of player. I don't know why. Vigneault
1: didn't even like Voracek either. They just Something didn't, didn't, the didn't work The style didn't match.
3: But... I'm telling you, this guy again. If you're looking fantasy, for example, in Arizona, he's going to run the top power play. Actually, maybe Chikrin will, but he'll probably get a good opportunity there. I, I really think this guy's. I think with
1: him, all pressures off. I mean, he's, he's his name has just while. been
3: dragged too much through the mud for the. He's better than Tyson Berry, and Tyson Berry's getting signed as a UFA. Yeah. So that's a guy getting I think deserves the, a little bit of respect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I like that I one. I like that one a he was lot. Tossed away for nothing. He was, okay. <laughs> you, but when you look no. at it from 1516 to 1718, in 218 games as a defenseman, 150 points,
3: and not, 61 the, power was, play. He's legit too. Like it's not like yeah. second to, He is a legitimate offensive play driver. So yeah. we'll see. I think that's a guy definitely that he's his stock's going to be rehabilitated and Arizona's going to trade him half retained and get another second round pick. Probably. Yeah. 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 Maybe it'll be, yeah. there'll be a two-second round pick. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? That'll be
1: retained. Yeah. There. That'd be not bad. So
3: I have, I have one more pick at the end, but that's a, that'll be a goalie. But Jason, you're up. All right. Uh,
2: is this the last round? No, this no. is the... Yeah.
1: S- two more.
3: Wait. You have thro- uh, yeah, two... Yeah, I four- haven't
1: picked any... F- yep. any it's not that even. not
3: that uh, complicated. Four, got to pick six players. You're on your fifth pick. You look stunned right now. Okay, well...
2: Did I not pick this guy? Anyway, sorry. Um... All right, with my pick, I'm going to go with. Uh, he was just traded at the deadline for another player and along with a first round pick, but he was the best player in that deal. So he was traded with a first round pick for another player. And the p- t- person I'm talking about was traded for Anthony Manta. And the guy going the other way, who was the best player in the deal, was Jacob Vren. Both their names are best around.
3: player in the deal. I think he's better than Anthony Manta. I, I think I think it's probably gonna be up for debate over it's the next two or three years. But yeah. so I don't like that you don't frame it as he got traded with the first that sounds like he's like a cap dump. Yeah. Yeah. No, was he just, was just it was just the, the trade it was that was the trade. trade, yeah. He, the the first round pick was included Washington with
1: him. Washington wanted to upgrade, Detroit was looking to take a step back from that contract. I mean they weren't in a position to keep on Manta. And yeah. they so, are in a position to have Verana around. So so there
2: you Varana, uh since his second season, because his rookie season, he only played 20 games. Uh, If you sort by goals per 60, he's fifth in the NHL in goals per 60. 1.29, playing only 12 minutes, even strength a night. This guy just, kind of like Manjipani, just never got the elevated role he seemed to have deserved. He scored 24 goals and 25 goals in back-to-back seasons. 25 goals in only 69 games, playing 14 minutes. This guy is is a, is, a, is an absolute stud and and when he got to Detroit, he got a thre- he got he got a 3-minute bump and he scored 8 goals in 11 games. This guy is a, a fantastic finisher and he doesn't get a lot of credit around the league because he just wasn't played in Washington. Whether that be there were guys in front of him or the coach didn't like him, I d- I don't know. I wasn't the I d- I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there in Washington, but he just never got the minutes he
3: deserved. And for that reason, I think he's kind of underrated. So, so- So here's the thing with Vrana, right? When you look at, okay, why would Washington do that? There's no room for him on a first power play there. You have Kuznetsov, you have Backstrom, and you have Ovechkin. And Vrana's not a net front player. He's a half-wall player. So that's why they trade him for Manta, who is a net front finisher, right? That's kind of their thought process there. But I agree. I think they're very comparable in terms of skill level. And I thought that was one of the more underrated trades of the trade deadline for Detroit. You got a 24-year-old guy who's going to come in in an elevated role and produce, and that's what he did, and he'll continue to do that, and he'll be an integral piece for them as they are on the up and up. I think that's a good pair. Nice. You no, got two got, now, Joe, to finish her off.
1: I got two. I I'm only a 1D on my list right now, so the second one might be... I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, my first one, I'm going with Chris Letang. I feel like nobody wow. talked about him this year. Like, just a guy that... He was. He was. He's been solid over the last three years. I haven't heard a lick about Chris Letang. Like, if you were to ask someone about Chris Letang, I think that, I think that Chris Letang, like, you would say that he was injured all year. However, he played fifty-one games this year. He had a great up, year and put up forty-four points. Can I? Can I make over a the lot? last three years? He's put up one hundred and forty-five points in one hundred and eighty-one games. More than more than Morgan Riley. 11 more points than Morgan Riley and three less games. You were
3: going to make a point? Craig Button voted him first for the Norris, and I don't even think it's that crazy. Like, There's better players, but he had a sick year this year. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Nobody talked about Chris Letang. I think the talk is that Letang has taken a step back, but I think you're right. I think this guy's got a lot of game left. Like
1: Before I looked up the numbers, I was like, oh, was he injured this year? I didn't hear squat about him. But I also feel like with this year, with some of the players you're not hearing about, it's like, COVID did kind of narrow the focus kind of thing. Maybe that impacted it, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't, he didn't make, he had 44 points in 51 games. and didn't make any noise for the Norris. I think that's a little bit strange there.
3: Yeah. I I think he's at a point where people are like, oh, Chris Letang, whatever he's doing, he's hurt. And he's just putting up points, not playing tough minutes. He played very tough minutes this year, 25 minutes a night. Like they didn't have great depth on the back end. They had a couple guys that we thought were good that weren't good. But sorry, we think are good that they don't think is good. But I mean, he was great this year. I just don't know if people think he's over. He's underrated. I think some people think he's overrated, which is the wrong opinion. Which then probably makes him underrated. Exactly.
1: I think that I like could that. be it. Like, I feel like hey, over his career, when you look at Chris Latang, like, yeah, fantastic defenseman. But over the last three years, would people say even four or five years? Like he hasn't had an injury riddled season since sixteen seventeen, I would say.
2: It was that playoff run, right, where he was in and out of the lineup, or well, their first uh, yeah. time they won the cup, he didn't play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seventeen.
1: I, 18, I think that eighteen nine. I don't know. Dampered his
2: reputation, and he's definitely earned earned it back. But, but I like think, also,
1: yeah. when you look at it, the Norris Trophy voting, like I'd have him over Weegar, Darnell Nurse, and Shay Theodore. Probably not over McAvoy, but yeah. uh, that's, maybe that's that, where it becomes no, yeah, debatable. But. Yeah. I'd have him over those three. He came ninth. I think he should have been more of a top five conversation kind of guy.
3: Yep, I'm, uh, I like that. You that's got,
1: that's where I think he yep. was overrated. I like overrated. that
3: explanation. You got one more here. I got do one more. Do you want to go through all, all
1: the make... teams
2: going to the last last one? No, never mind. Sorry. We'll just
3: we could just do it at the end. At the okay. end.
0: Or
2: do you this need
1: to... one? I'm going for a home run on this defenseman here. He was top five for the Norris. He ah. should be a hundred percent in the conversation for number one in the league. It's the only time I'll say anything nice about Boston. Charlie McAvoy is one of the best defenses in the league. He plays in a loud, loud market, and you don't hear anyone say that because he doesn't put up eye-popping numbers. But this kid plays such tough minutes and puts up great 30 points in 51 games this year, and he has to play 24 minutes a night for Boston. Tough, tough minutes, and is able to still produce offensively like that. Like, this kid is legitimately one—like, he— Victor Hedman was third in the Norse Trophy voting this year. How is Victor Hedman over Charlie McAvoy right now? And Charlie McAvoy plays in Boston. I don't know, that to me blew my mind. A guy, big market, top defenseman. Like why is he not in the conversation for best player and best defenseman in the league?
2: He I, he should be. He
3: should be, simple as that.
2: He's fantastic.
3: You want to talk about carrying a load. He played 24 minutes a night this year. The next highest defenseman on Boston was Mike Riley, who was traded at the trade deadline, who played 21 minutes. Other than that, no regular defenseman played over so 20 bad. minutes a night for Boston. This guy legitimately carried them on the back end, and nobody talks about it. He absolutely was their MVP this year. He carried them. He was great in the playoffs as well. He is a monster. As you said, Grizzlick gets the power play cookies. Krug used to get the power play cookies, so the offensive numbers aren't quite there. I didn't think of him for this because I think he is one of the three best defensemen in the NHL. But
1: but but I, don't I don't hear, I don't, I don't, you're you're right, hear that I either. don't hear it much. I don't
3: even think people have him in their top five. I think people would be like, wow, I think you have you, Charlie. If like, you, I, I do. I do. I don't, but three, some people don't. Sure. You tell me some people will be you're yeah. starting a team and I need to take one defenseman to play all situations and you take Charlie McAvoy, I have zero debate to that. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Exactly the five on five numbers again, but he can play Outrageous. the power play. I he feel could. like as well, just maybe not quite to what a power play specialist can do. Yeah, and they have so a guy for that. Take. It gives Second him power
3: play. gives him a little lesser of a load. Which wow, what a remarkable thought <laughs> process that is. But exactly. J- all right, Jason, your last pick here. I think you need a defenseman. All right, we had a little little mix up there. Jason has actually already completed his team. I don't know how we messed. up. I did that as well. Up. I picked six players. So all right, so it's just me at the end. I don't know how we messed that up, but. I got my last pick. I need a goalie. All right. This is tough because there, there's a couple guys I'm going to choose, I was looking at, but I think this guy has been very underappreciated. He had a really good year this year. He, he played behind an all time great goalie for a long time. That's UC Soros from Nashville. Yeah. Awesome. I think UC Soros is undoubtedly a top five goalie in the NHL right now.
1: I think his second yeah. half of the year, he had a 940 save percentage. He yeah. was
3: on fire. He carried them to the playoffs, as we've talked about a lot. We were looking at that team as it's absolute seller at the trade line. Is it going to be Granland? Is it going to be Forsberg? Is it going to be Ekholm? It was nobody. And that's because, finally, after all these years, they said, okay, Pekka, it's time to fully give the reins over to UC Saros," And he grabbed the bull by the horns. 9.27 save percentage this year. And it's not a one-year thing. It's not. He, I'll Last go, year, two last year 9.14. The 9.15 the, the year before. 9.25, 9.23 career. 9.20 save percentage. He's twenty-six years old. He's right in his prime. I gonna call it. He's gonna win a Vesna in the next five years.
1: I really liked what Nashville did, and I I'm surprised Pecorine did that, where he signed the two year five mil, because I thought he was gonna get a lot more money than that at that point. However, I mean he retired right now, so evidently he didn't want to play much, much more. I mean, the 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 deal he's coming off of one and a half per year was very Crazy. surprising. I was with him, I was always like. He's shown some good play, but not quite enough for him to be the starter. So when they brought Pekka in for only two more years, it's like, okay, that's fantastic. Now you get to see what you actually have in UC Saros. And, I mean, this year he took the ball and he ran because they split last year and then they gave him playoffs to kind of give him the edge because he had the edge. And then this year he took the ball and he ran. He stole two games from Carolina this year. Carolina oh, was an exceptional straight team. Straight up stole two games. 52 saves and then a 58-save game the ne- like the next game there. And then the rest of them, I mean, his numbers yeah, – I didn't even check what his numbers were in the playoffs. A 921 save percentage against Carolina in six games that they lost. Like, he has been awesome. And I want to find what the exact number was in terms of the second half of the year. From April 3rd on, he had a 932.
3: He's a monster. and Monster. That's I'm just saying, when he makes six plus this and he's, year. He's not even six feet. He's, <laughs> he needs to be signed this summer as well. He's going to make six million at least. He deserves he it. If he makes less, it's an absolute bargain of a deal. So.
1: I mean, they gave Shesterkin all that money. I mean, I'd be looking at him being like, where's, where's mine? They're both the same age too.
3: Exactly. All right. I got to run through the team. So Piz for Ford has Jonathan Huberto, David Perron, and Tuvo Teravainen. On D, he has Adam Pelick and Chris Letang.
1: And then we screwed it up. I picked six. I had McAvoy in there as well, but we're going with the first two. So, A- Nick's McAvoy.
3: So, no McAvoy. We really messed this up. So, <laughs> Puberto, Perron, Taravainen. Sorry, you guys won't hear it. Well, Pelic and Latang on D. And your goalie? It was Varlamov. Was Semyon Varlamov. Jason's got Andrew Majapani, Jacob Varana, and Sam Reinhardt at forward. He's got Devin Taves, Jake Chikrin, and Connor Hellebuck in net. I've got Alex DeBrinket, Rupe Hintz, and Jake Gensel. I got Jake Muzzin and Shane Gosper and UC Saros and goal. We'll put up a graphic. We'll see which team you guys like the best. Those are some good teams, though. Those are some good, good
2: teams. We picked good lines. Yes, guys- I
1: mean, it's a lot of guys where it's like you look at the name, you're like, "Yeah, eh. he's not bad," but then look at the numbers. Like then that'll elevate what you mm-hmm. you think. It's like, oh, okay.
3: So, who are some of the underrated guys that people sent in?
1: So, the Pelagi twins actually, they both think alike apparently, but both of them, so I got to get the actual name of their account here. I want to. So, DDP Hockey Cards put in William Nylander. Dave Pelagi, who was a Sens fan, put in William Nylander. <laughs>
3: It's it's honestly tough to gauge some because of the market rate him
1: in. so some underrated. It's him, tough. So I feel like he's right in the middle. I
3: I think right he's now. properly rated now.
1: Yeah, especially after these playoffs.
3: I even think before he was properly rated. I think he was starting to get more respect. Uh also you have to almost like take out the very small sample size of old people who say he's not good. Like yeah. He has respect around the league.
1: Those people are just overly loud and stupid. Yeah. When he didn't get invited to that Sweden media thing, I don't know. Those like those people just are so stupid. It's I don't right. even know
3: what you're talking about. That's how out of out of mind those people are to me. I yeah. have no idea.
1: It was Micah Gallo was, was trying to suggest something and it was like and then other people jumped on it like good, finally they they know how to play good hockey or something like that. It's like okay, Jesper Fast over William Nylander. Give your head a shake, <laughs> idiot. Try watching hockey with your eyes open this time. Benji Albert had a really, really good one here. Martin Nacash.
2: Oh, that's good. Try He's young. His that's teammate forty really one 41
1: mm-hmm. points in fifty-three games this year. Just when you watch him though, the nasty factory that kid is. Really like watching him. Very skilled. Uh I hope I pronounced his first name right, but Tyson White, 14, said Vincent Trochek.
3: That's a good one. because Carolina. Gave, yeah. <laughs> Florida gave him away for nothing. That's a problem for, uh, what's his name? The, Eric Halla. Eric Halla.
1: And then one other forward as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it was a terrible trade. Yeah, I think weird. they tried to sh- get better on defense or whatever. They tried to but get,
3: increase their depth. Did they tried to get more depth. Vincent Trocheck,
1: 43 points in 47 Score. games. Legit, 17 the, he goals? is like
3: a second-line center all day. Don't have to think about it. Put him in that slot. You're not worried about it.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, then we got some silly ones here. Jake Major said, "Maybe not the most, uh, most. Maybe not the most, but super underrated is T.J. Brody." I was gonna I pick like him that, as yeah. well. These fans a hundred percent should be able to appreciate him, especially his defensive game. Offensive game is not too bad either. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's super, very good defensive. Uh, Derek Albert twenty two said, "Brandon Tanev." Hey. I don't know. He, he had a very. Did you, have you looked at his on-ice numbers for this year?
3: Yeah, he makes three and a half mil though. It's like four and a half. No, not Brand- four
1: and a half. Oh, I'm thinking of his brother You're Chris thinking of Jake Tanev. I'm thinking of Chris Tanev, the defenseman. Sorry, There's no, Jake Jake,
3: Tanev. oh my god. Just
1: I'm like, thinking of Chris, Chris Tanev. Yeah, wait, wait the sorry. Defenseman. Oh, Brandon Tanev, okay, sorry. Brandon Tanev, the forward, okay, sorry, sorry. Tanev, the forward and on and Seattle. He's not bad. I, mean, I don't you know, think he's underrated.
3: I don't think he's underrated. I almost I think he's overrated. overrated. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I haven't like I know the numbers. He's a good
3: defensive forward.
1: Brings a lot of energy. I mean, yeah, he, he's I a like guy, that Seattle
3: got him. He just makes a lot of money. He's
1: a guy I feel like you have to to fully appreciate him. You really have to watch his just the way he plays. It's just it's something that an old hockey coach can really appreciate for yeah, sure. But um,
3: people does, do
2: appreciate it. But does that make him underrated or overrated?
1: I feel like people that watch him on a nightly basis will probably overrate him simply yeah. of what they see from the flash in him. However, people that don't watch him will probably underrate him. Yes. kind of thing, right? So interesting mix. It's not a bad pick. I, I kind of like yeah, that pick. Interesting. It's and an interesting name. I have that we some didn't names have too. When you're when you're done with those, so things. honorable mentions. We're gonna move on to.
3: So the guy who I think hurdle is like a, a smaller version of is Sean Couturier, but I don't think he's underrated anymore. I think people know how good he is now. Yeah. I sure. think before he started putting up monster points, he did. He wasn't, but even post Selke, still underrated in my opinion. I think he's pretty much if if you don't give him eight years, if he's a free agent, I think he's a ten million dollar player next summer yeah I mean, so any
2: other honorable mentions i i, I have a list i this have, have
3: yeah. i have craig smith in boston nobody yep, like ever talks well. about this guy all he does is get pucks on net, generate offense good cycle player is he he fit very good defensively good defense he fit perfectly on their second line he's a part of the reason why i'm not as worried as previously about worried losing david Krejci because he's like very responsible two-way on the wing yeah with whoever plays there with taylor hall Another, I was going to say Krejci as well. but Yeah, he's but not he's not. Yeah, I was, yeah. Another guy is Joe Pavelski. I yeah. don't think people know how good he was this year. He got a lot of Selkie votes. Yeah, yeah that's mean? why. I think that's, well,
1: yeah. Selkie votes, but also at the beginning of the year when he had his hot start, some people had him at the Hart Trophy, so I was like. Ah, okay.
3: The other one mm-hmm. I think is, I I think these are the two best players on Winnipeg is Nikolai Ehlers and Kyle Connor. A lot of people talk about Shifley still. I think Shifley's good, but I think he's like pure, like, just high cool. points in a lot of minutes, like almost. No, I don't want to say empty offense because he's still really good. Empty net offense. But Nikolai Ehlers is a monster. Kyle Connor's a legit 40-goal scorer in the NHL, and nobody talks about these guys because they talk about Shifley and Wheeler. But I think that's going to flip in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, the other D, I was going to say Sam Girard, but he got a lot of Norris love. You said Devin Taves. I wanted to give Shane spare some love. Troy Shane Stetcher.
1: Shane was really one where you like pulled from the trash. Yeah, like, correct. Get up here. Troy
3: Stetcher. Was exposed in the expansion draft. Didn't even get picked. Not yeah, bad player. I think he's a pretty good player. And then for the two goals I didn't pick, Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah. Just because he plays well. on, he's New on New the jersey. up and up. He's on and the up and up for sure. Alex Nedelkovic. Like, yeah. How do you get traded for that? Like for he's. Farts. I think he's legit NHL number one goalie all day. So those are the my honorable mentions. I like that. I got. That's a good
2: one. I got do you. Want, you got some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna list want,
1: it. Uh, I'll go one because I really want to say Jason Robertson. Yeah. Got one first place calder trophy vote when it should have really been a 50 50 split if not anything more so favored toward jason robertson his i didn't have it in front of me i believe he was top 10 in the league in uh, primary five on five assists as a rookie yeah not bad not bad i i I just
2: think the only thing about him is that he hasn't played enough yet for him to be underrated
1: right but to me underrated like from what i frame it like I didn't hear I, too, too much. In, like, yeah. I heard, like, he didn't get the votes to me. It sounds it like strange. nobody watched Dallas this
3: year. Yeah. Hey, our, I, perception. I, our perception is that Dallas didn't exist and nobody has any idea yeah. about Rupe Hintz and Jason yeah. Robertson and Pavelski. Pavelski. I mean, I
2: streamed Robertson in fantasy. He was a stud for me. He was an absolute horse. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go through some underrated players that I have as well. Carter or Hagee. A lot of people gave a lot of... Not anymore. Not anymore? No, not anymore. I, I was just saying... To me, it
1: just, I saw his name so much. Just because every time he scored, it was like the Leafs drafted this guy third round. <laughs> and he gave him away for nothing. Okay. It was actually me saying that, but...
3: Another, another guy is Chandler Stevenson. I like that one. He, he was... He's you, almost yeah. disrespected. Right? Yeah, because... You, and you saw the impact when he was out of the line. Exactly. Lineup. That's that's exactly and what I was going to say. when
1: he came back in, he was injured. Yeah.
2: And, uh, that's yeah. an
1: interesting one. That's a very, very interesting Got
2: traded one. for literally peanuts as well, too. And never well, really... fifth round pick. To, he had
1: 11 yeah. points. He was a... He was a fourth-line, fourth yeah. almost out-of-the-league player, and Vegas saw the potential, propped him up, and now, I mean, that's a pretty good player on a good contract.
2: So now the next one I have is, this one's a little interesting because this guy was just drafted first overall two years ago, Jack Ooh, Hughes. I like he that. had a monster year this year uh, in expected wow. expected points, and, and uh, Corsi 4, he actually had the highest Corsi 4 percentage in the league playing for the New Jersey Devils. So he was able to do all the fancy stuff that all the analytics people like to see and it, he had trouble translating it to points but I think he's going to be due for a really big season soon and I think I think a lot of people are that's a good, that's a good one uh, people love to call like these first overall picks busts so early because we were spoiled with Matthews and McDavid just putting up monster numbers in their first season and line we haven't a. seen that in line 2 even Jack Eichel, Eichel. Ja- yeah. even yeah Marner as well like and we haven't really seen that with Jack Hughes and all these guys Capo who come Caco, up, Caco, yeah. like he's we,
1: mm-hmm. and Caco, I think is really gonna like that. Jack Hughes, Caco, will pop off Caco Capo Caco is gonna
3: point. explode in the next two or three years. Like he's he's playing properly. He's getting there. He's they
1: got Gerard on. If they continue with David Quinn, I would say no. Like this guy's gonna be traded for nothing because David Quinn was an awful. He's coach. He's only nineteen. David coach David Quinn is an awful coach. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just I saying, think he's they're not trading coach. him
3: yeah. unless it's for Jack Eichel. But that's a different.
1: Concept. Yeah, I think like hopefully. Jura Gallant like plays him properly, kind of thing, and gives him more minutes, and so that he can flourish. The second overall pick that he really is, him and Lafreniere. Like, you need to give these kids minutes for them to grow, right? But Jack Hughes, that's an. Ex- that, I really like that one. That's yeah. very good very, uh Moving
2: very good on to one. defense, I had uh, this guy doesn't really count because like, I feel like he's properly rated now. Brett Pesci, is probably probably, but he's maybe he's still underrated in yeah. some people's, some people's books. Yeah, probably, probably they don't correctly yeah. rate him. Uh, and then the other guy I have is Dmitri Orlov. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, he's, that's a very good one. He's that's he's an one. elite defensive two way de- defenseman. Like he's good offensively and good defensively.
3: And he I feel like he's he five
1: de- on to me five on five minutes. Mature. Absolutely, absolutely skilled player too. Yeah.
3: Kind Very of, skilled yeah. player. The, pro- the only thing, I actually thought of him too, the only thing is I feel like he may be like starting a bit it's of a, a downturn, yes. but uh, I, sure. especially in that cup run, I thought he was their best five on five defensive mm-hmm. in that yeah, cup run. because he's
1: not putting up sexy offensive numbers, but he, like you need him on your top line. Yeah. Right? He needs a lot
3: of minutes.
2: Holy smokes. Yeah. I think i averages close to like 19 even strength minutes. in like, a yeah. how, how many,
1: how many like five on five minutes munchers like him are like responsible defensively and, and are skilled. Yeah. Skilled too. He's definitely
3: underrated. That's a great pick. I should yeah. have picked.
1: Him. Especially like I, I think underrated in terms of like that cup run. His contribution to that cup run. If you don't have a guy like that, that's it's gonna kill you. So yeah. great pick. Great pick. Yeah. Do you have any other
2: last one was a goalie I just had to feed him Rasik.
1: Sure. <laughs> I'll take that one all day. Um I don't know, maybe I was thinking Thatcher Demco in terms of underrated goaltenders just because the physical skill there i saw it was it's fantastic the way his movements are awesome he's so quick and he's 65 like i thought he was just so quick out there um but yeah that's uh 915 this a, year it was all right but he hmm. started off at an 8 a sub 900 i think he's properly rated popped off at the end there i mean properly rated he he played a couple of very very good games against the leafs where i was like the physical skill here you're really going to see some good numbers if they can put some decent defense in front of him, to which they still haven't, and they won't. All of it's, it's interesting
3: because I almost compare his like college career very much to Sp- what Spencer Knight was able to do too. And again, Demko only played starting when he was 24, and now you're putting Spencer Knight in at 20. It's like, oh, as you said, it's a big ask for Spencer Knight. It's
1: a huge ask. I mean, I don't know. I mean... Demko was more so the tools needed to fit it all together needed, needed some time to hone all of this in I think Spencer Knight is a little further along than what Demko is but like again it's a huge ask for such a young goaltender yeah. like Jake Ottinger this year was a nine eleven goaltender he's decent he's a first round pick put up great numbers in college as well big big guy but like
3: and they signed Braden Holpe and he's probably going to start in the AHL exactly. now yeah.
1: exactly and they decided he needs to take a step back so, we'll interesting tidbit to think about with Florida. Good
2: little draft. We'll see what people think. Yeah. Uh, I want you guys to let us know who messed up, by
3: the way, because we, uh, yeah. Someone, someone, someone messed up. up this someone track. screwed it up. We will be edited, so you won't tell. but
2: Yeah. Anyways. I think it's go to you, too. Anyways.
1: Thanks. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, see you all next time. Go week, least go.